What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yo, what's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. And in the month of February, we as a country, we highlight and celebrate the richness in the black community by calling it Black History Month. And as a proud black man, I want to celebrate and highlight other black influential people in the world. So I want you to sit back, enjoy this conversation, but get ready. Next month, we're back to talking about money, success, mental health, healthy relationships, you name it. But for this month, I want you to enjoy these conversations. My last restaurant in Alabama, the state of Alabama, took me over a year to open. I'm going to be honest with you. I brought a, a white friend in and went downtown mm. to the city mm. and got my last permit. That They said that it was going to take a couple more weeks. He got it that day. Mm. What's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Welcome back to the table. It's Monday morning. You guys already know, man, I have my Nashville mama and my mama who birthed me loves her, and she says she has every right to be your Nashville mama. Uh, <laughs> she is in the building, Mignon. And then my other brother, man, one of the coolest guys I know. I call him Sean, but you all know him as Big Shake. They both are in the building today. Now, what's going on, fam? Pleasure, pleasure man. Yeah, Thank my mama says us. to tell you hi. Yeah? You know, because, you know, like, the restaurant is within walking distance from <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So, I hope that's not a bad thing. She said you're wrong for that. That's what she said. <laughs> Oh, man. That's how I said hi to. Oh, man. But, you know, uh, today, y'all, we're going to talk about something um, that is a little different, uh, but it is it is a conversation that needs to be had. And I, I brought in two strong uh, minority African-American successful business people. So I want to make sure I say this first. They are successful business people who happen to be 
African-American, a.k.a. black. And so I don't want to say they're successful only in the black world. No, these are successful uh, individuals as in entrepreneurs in today's day and time. Now, people already know who you all are. You all have been on my show several times. They know... You all have built businesses from Shark Tank from $5 to selling $5 million in products to opening up ten. several... Ten, oh, correct me if I'm right. <laughs> put that 10 on. Hey, put that 10 on there, Doc. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Buy the 10. $5 and 10 million in product, hey, yo. Okay, I got you. I, I got you. 10 million, I got you. And, um, you know, and, and then your story on Big Shake. So I don't really want to, you know... I don't really want to go through y'all's story correct, again because we can spend enough time. We're going to put the link to their stories in the uh, description, whether you're listening on podcasts or um, on YouTube. Check it out. Watch their full story. It's amazing stories. But today I want to talk about something that's just bothering me. Okay. Okay. That's why I called y'all in uh, because I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm not an entrepreneur like you all. Mm-hmm. And you all have built successful businesses as minorities. A, a, a stat just, just shook me. It shook me. All right. It said, hold on, I'm going to bring it up. I want to bring it up because I want to make sure I read this thing correctly for y'all. It says that nearly 38% of black businesses are only in healthcare, social assistance, repair and maintenance, personal and laundry, advertising, auto dealerships, restaurants, and beauty care with beauty care, barbershops, and, um, and beauty salons are the most. But now here's the thing. Of the 2 million black businesses, only about 107,000 of those actually have employees. Mm-hmm. Only 107,000 out of 2 million. The rest of them are self-employed. Mm-hmm. So then when I really dive in deeper, African-Americans make up more than 13% of the U.S. population, all right? right? But only 7% of those are owned by black businesses. Why? Like, why? How come? How come we are not as successful in the ownership role. And you say something that just shakes my, it just shook my whole world. You said that ownership to you is freedom. Mm-hmm. And if ownership to us is freedom, why are we still not free? Now, I'm not saying people who are working a job are, are, are slaves and not free. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, but how come we're not as successful? Uh, well, it's two of y'all. Talk. Yeah. Yeah, all, yeah. All that I can say, I, I, can, I can speak a lot on this, but I, I'm going to say one thing. I think that People don't bank on themselves. They're not self-reliant. Mm. They're not saying, listen, I'm going all out for me. Yeah, yeah. Right? When you go all out for you, you'll be broke. I've been broke 10 times before mm-hmm. I got any money in my pocket. Wow. You know, and I go broke another 10 times because I know what the successful feels like. And yeah. I know I got to get it. Yeah. So having that ability to say, you know what, I'm going to not let the stereotypes dictate my feelings about me. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to bank on myself all in. Craps on the table, on yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's, my, that's my opinion. That's okay. my direction of life. And I think that's something that um, they have to have that inner. They have to say, it's me. I'm blowing all out. So you're saying that you feel as if, and I want to hear from you too, Mama, um, that African-Americans sometimes were scared. And we play the comfort zone, the comfort role. We don't want to step out and just go all in for ourselves, but we'll go all in for someone else. There has to be a lot of people to look towards to see you in that role. Yeah. Right? If you don't see yourself in that role, it's very hard to become to go in that role. Like, if you see lots of successful African-American businesses, yeah. 
nine times out of ten, you're gonna be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be that. Yeah, I'm gonna be that. You see a lot of white businesses that are successful. I don't know if I can be that. I don't yeah. know if I can be that. But if you see yourself in those images, mm-hmm. it's easier to swallow. It's easier to go for. It's easier to take it. It's easier to know that you can commit and make it. Yeah. I yeah. love what you said. I know what success feels like. Mm. And one of the things that, you know, I want to piggyback on is I've never seen it done before. Mm. We don't have hundreds of years of my grandfather did it like that or, mm. you know, my uncles, you know, and all my dad's brothers. We don't have generations to look to to say this is the way that successful business looks. As a matter of fact, my generation is the first generation of African-Americans with full access to opportunity, Come on. meaning that I have opportunity my parents did not have. Mm-hmm. When I got ready to open up the Cupcake Collection, we had to keep it a secret from my mother. Did because you? it was just like, she would have panicked. Like, wow. no, Mignon, we go to jobs. We work jobs. My mother climbed the corporate ladder at Metropolitan Life Insurance Company. She started there as a secretary. And when she retired, she was retiring with an executive offer on mm-hmm. the table. Mm-hmm. This is a woman that just walked across. Wow. I'm getting all excited. Just yeah. walked across <laughs> yeah. the stage with her degree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Only two years ago after she retired. That's it. So we go to jobs. We, you know, she said we work 35 years. We pull pensions mm-hmm. and we, you know, we we live a modest life. That's what we do. If I would have brought to her that I'm going to open up this business, mm-hmm. first of all, she would have came and got me and my children out of Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> Are you right? serious? And said, no, you're coming home where we where we have <laughs> sense, yes, right? Yeah. So we we can do things that my mother and father could not do. And then my children's generation are the first generation of African Americans with full access to wealth transference for the very first time as a collective. Yeah, so absolutely. for the first time, we're going to start seeing them get businesses passed on to them yes. mm-hmm. outside of a insurance policy. Come on. And so we're going to have land and we're going to have, you know, investments and things that are being passed for the very first time. And I think there's something clear vision in that. Right. And I just think that we have not seen it done enough, which is what if you look at the vision and the mission statement of the cupcake collection. It has nothing to do with cupcakes. It has everything to do with what we're doing right here, Mm -hmm. showing other people what they can do if they believe when I was little. If I wanted to walk, Mm -hmm. I saw other people walking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, nobody ever told me I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. So I got up Mm -hmm. and I decided to attempt to walk. It hurt. You know, some people broke their leg. Mm -hmm. Didn't stop them from walking. Mm -hmm. The only difference between the me then and the me now is somebody told me what I couldn't do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or I never saw anyone else doing it. As a child, you saw other people walking, so you figure... Mm. Oh, I can do that too. Yeah. So you tried it. Well, you kept on trying it until you got it because you saw other people doing it. You need to see other people successfully you know, doing it. One of the scariest times, one of the scariest moments of my life was when my daughter said, I want to be an entrepreneur. Now I'm comfortable. I've been I've been hustling since I've been 16. Yeah. You know, doing odd jobs, hustling for myself, selling candy, whatever it took. I made money. And when she came to me after leaving Pepperdine for two years, mm. she says, I want to be an entrepreneur like you. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, I'm a little scared, but I said, you know what? This yeah. is what she's supposed to do. Right. This is what she this is her that's this is what I trained her to do. Exactly. She watched me do this. She watched mm-hmm. me have painting jobs and pouring concrete for myself, you know. So wow. she watched it. So when that when she said that to me, I was like, at first I was like, 
No, you're going to... No, okay, I got you. Yeah. You know, so it's definitely... It's a mindset, right? Yeah. Even though as hard as... You know, even though I, I was an entrepreneur all my life, it was still hard. I still had that... I need you to be in safety. I need mm-hmm. you. I need you to grab myself in safety. I need a safety. You know, get your degree. But I was like, no, no, don't. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got you. What do you want yeah. to do? Yeah. You know. So it took me a while to really say, okay, well, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. Go out there and hustle. Go get it. Yeah. It feels good. You know. Yeah. She saw it done. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah, saw, she it done. saw it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She saw it done. A lot of people. Um, and when I hear this, I feel a certain kind of way, and I feel sometimes like, dang, Anthony, you haven't really built anything like massive, like a thousand employees or what you all have built. But a lot of people in the minority space say that uh, the system was not made for African-Americans to win. And so because the system wasn't designed for us to win, we cannot win as entrepreneurs. We can- Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> yeah. That's not- I don't like that. I don't like that. You know, when I, I hear that, I'm like, I'm mm. like... I- uh, I get it. You know, I, I I get it. Back in the 1700s, it said all men were created equal. Correct. Well, that wasn't written. It wasn't written for people who look like us. Mm-hmm. Okay, we get Correct. that. So it's like if if we can really come to grips with like, hey, there are some things that will be unfair, but it shouldn't stop us from being successful. For you two who have built something, and I want to go here. It's going to be uncomfortable for y'all listening and watching. But I want to ask this question to two successful uh, individuals who are black. Were there any issues with growing your businesses with you being a black person? Did any issues come from it? Did any obstacles come from it? Did you feel any like... "Ah." Were doors shut in your face? Were opportunities like taken from you? Is that the kind? Absolutely. Yeah, for real. But, But is that... Does that define me? Does that say, <sighs> like, I, I'm not going to be able to do this because you stopped me? Listen, when I went to New Orleans uh-huh. to open my store, I thought, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to my stumping grounds. Mm-hmm. Literally, I my realtor, who was like an aunt to me, was getting appointments for places that were clearly available. Mm-hmm. And when she would show up, for those appointments, all of a sudden, those spaces were no longer available. This is 2018. Yeah. Wow. 2017, New Orleans, Louisiana. New Orleans? Wow. But New Orleans, that's us. But we, don't know, own, we don't also, own that. Obviously, we don't own the property. It, it, so. It's also <laughs> the, the epicenter for slave trade. It sure is. I, I mean, that's why we're there. You, you see a lot of... After Katrina happened, our flavor got spread all over Absolutely. the world. Yeah. PJ Morton writes a song about exactly. you know about yeah. us five hundred four girls, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, it 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 just it went all over the world, and I just think a lot of people didn't come back because they found out that there was life outside of mm. it. It was the mm. very reason I wanted to run to it because I wanted to be a part of the story of the rebuild of the place that made me who I am. Yeah. You know, yeah. that raised me to be who I am. Yeah. Because I always say I was New Orleans raised, mm. but I was Nashville made. Uh-huh. And, you know, mm. I couldn't have did that. I truly don't believe I could have done what I did in mm. the reverse. I had to come out of it and then go back. Because even Jesus wasn't respected in Nazareth. Come on. You yeah. know, so I had to come out of it and then go back and say, no, this is what I'm going to bring. I wanted to to go back and sort of write a thank you letter to the city that influenced the bigness of who I am. Mm. And I just think, you know, yes, 
there were things that happened. Were they not fair? Were they fair? No, mm. they weren't fair. Did they stop me? No, they didn't. Because one of the things I hear Pastor Michael Todd preaching about the big FU, Forgiveness yeah. University, right yeah. now. And one of the things he's saying is to be victorious means you have to have come through battle. Yeah. So yeah. just to yeah. have a victory over something means you had to fight something. Come on. Come and on. so I feel like that's. You know, that's the thing that happened. Am I a victim? Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm not. not. Like, you know, even we don't want we, you know, all is fair in love and war, right? We don't want we don't want it to be unfair when it comes to those things, but we want favor to be fair. Yes. Yes. You know, yes. and, and favor's not fair either. Yeah. So, you know, I just I just feel like, yeah, those there were some very real situations. So she suggested to me that I hire uh, a white man to represent me. And that's what I did. Now I'm not saying that who where I end up leasing from was a, we we love our yeah you know we love our landlord and yeah. things like that. He's been you know nothing but gracious to me. We found a great a good match for me. Yeah. But even even my real estate agent didn't believe it until wow. he saw it. Wow. And, you know because the... his experience is different from mine. Wow. Now you I can tell you I I've. You know, I, I know the restaurant business. I know yeah. how to open up restaurants, right? Um, there's been times I opened up a restaurant in 90 days. There's been times it took me a year. Mm. Not because of my ability to do what I know to do. It's because you want to call it red tape, yeah. right? Yeah. This is a real experience. This has happened to me. My last restaurant in Alabama, the state of Alabama, took me over a year to open. I, I, a year. Yeah. I signed the lease October 31st I remember when you signed of it. 2019. Yeah. yeah. I just opened up October 6, 2020 because of red tape. Now, this red tape is nothing I've ever seen before because I'm used to doing this. I know what paperwork to fill out. I know the tax license. I know everything. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just going to leave it right there, <laughs> you know, because I'm going to start getting a little ignorant. But, right. You know, but I, I can tell you, I got so frustrated at, at some point during this whole process, this last process, you know, I was never going to give up because I'm built for this. I was yeah. never going to give up. But I'm going to be honest with you. I brought a, a white friend in. Mm. Went downtown mm. to the city mm. and got my last permit that they said that it was going to take a couple more weeks. He got it that day. That he day. went inside the building, talked to him for about a half hour, came back out with a paper like this to me. So it saddened me. It saddened me, deeply saddened me, because yeah. I know how to. I know my business, right? Right, right. I know there's nothing that I did wrong, right? But that saddened me. That's something that I, to this day, you know, it's something I'm always going to take with me and teach my kids. But that hurt me. Mm -hmm. It so hurt me. Let's let's help someone now ourselves, because there are. You have white people watching this and listening to this, and you have black people watching this and listening to this. Okay, how do we, on the black side as a minority, okay, how do I become successful? Mm -hmm. Then on the white side, how do I help y'all become successful? Mm -hmm. What are some practical things that you all can say to minorities who want to start and launch a business, who want to become an entrepreneur? What are some of the key things they need to be doing now in the season that they're in and let's say the season that they're in is preparation season. Mm -hmm. They're not ready to launch today, right. but mm -hmm. they know in the next couple of years, I, this is where God is taking me. Right. This mm -hmm. is the business I want to launch. And then let's also flip it to the people who are 
they're launching right now, but they're reading, the, they're they're meeting the same obstacles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the, their doors are being closed in their face. And I know how it feels to have doors closed in my face. Mm-hmm. I've been denied uh, to get on the stage because of my skin color. Mm-hmm. I know what that door feels like. Mm-hmm. I know the same people who denied me to speak on the stage now want me to come on the stage because who, am I, who I am connected to yeah. and Dave Ramsey. Mm-hmm. So I know what it feels like, but I never gave up. And that's why you two are here because you all have met with the obstacles, you all have endured the pain, and you all are successful in building wealth to pass down to your kids, starting the generation train that 100 years from now, they'll be talking about you all. Mm -hmm. So how do we help those of us who are listening? What are some practical things we can do to really start going that way? that you all think young people, and not just young people, all people need to be doing right now? I think one of the things that uh, resonates for me is the same thing I did with my children. I taught them that they didn't have, that the world that they were going into, they would have to have ownership. Mm-hmm. Like they, mm-hmm. that they would have to be entrepreneurs and each one of them have had their feet wet with entrepreneurship from very, very young. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think learning that it's okay to fail, mm-hmm. that fail, failure is little successes. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this stuff that you hear people saying are not just sound bites. These yeah. are real things. Yeah. And that you shouldn't be afraid yeah. to try. That these these little these little ideas that are popping inside of your head and saying, I should do this, I should do that, are really, I, I love to tell people that they they are invitations from God for you to join in collaboration with him on something that he thought of, mm-hmm. that they're not really your ideas anyway. He's asking you to steward over them. Wow, and yeah. if you would look at them and know that they're not your ideas anyway, mm-hmm. you would handle them differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If Anthony calls me and says, Mignon, go down to the Dave Ramsey offices. Mm-hmm. The door is going to be locked. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a key. Here's the code. If I go inside and I have the key and the code, and somebody says, what are you doing here? And Mm -hmm. I present the key and the code that I deserve to be there. And I think that's the same thing. Like, God has given us a key and a code that says Mm -hmm. you're supposed to be Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. And if we could walk in that, we would know that it wasn't my idea to walk into the Dave Ramsey offices. It was Anthony's idea. That's good teaching. And and I think that God is that way. He has given us a key and a code and says, walk in this direction. This is what I have for you. I didn't know how to bake. Yeah. When I started this, I I was going to school to become a surgeon. That was my idea. Wow. But every stupid thing that I was doing was leading me to this place yeah. where I'd be prepared to do that. So I w- I would say for people mostly stop being arrogant to believe that you came up with it anyway because it mm. wasn't yours. You were just asked to store mm. it over it. So that's one of the big things for me. Mm. Yeah. I was just thinking, bro. I was just thinking, well, y'all well, good. You know, I, I, I'll just touch on this, um, a lot of what you just said. I know that um, having mentors, right, having African-American mentors in successful positions, it helped me a lot, mm-hmm. right? When I wanted to go into retail business, you know, I called the president of Glory Greens. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, who's a bit? I, I didn't know any other successful people in the retail. So I'm going to call Glory. I know everybody knows Glory Greens. Mm-hmm. So I called up there. I said, can I speak to the president? Like, the president's not here, but the vice president's here. <laughs> and she came on the phone. Wow. And she became a mentor to me for, like, two years. Wow. And we formed a relationship. At one time, she was going to be a director of my company. Yeah, yeah. But you have to not be afraid to reach mm-hmm. out to successful people who 
if you want to be into the selling Band-Aid business, yeah, yeah. find out who that person is. Yeah. Call them. Yeah. Talk to them. Find out how they did it. Yeah. You know, you can't be afraid. And same thing, just having that vision that, hey, I want to be in that person's position. How do I get in your position? Yeah. yeah. Talk to them. And you'll Talk find that successful people are generous. Correct. They really, oh, come on now. Correct. You know, they, Absolutely. they it's want, the broke people who are not generous. Absolutely. Who are stingy. Absolutely. And I think that's why you don't have anything, right? <laughs> like, when you keep your hand open, it leaves room to receive from God. Yeah, you're going to lose some stuff, Absolutely. but you also receive from God. And successful people are willing to keep their hand open. Yes. They want to pull people up. They Absolutely. want, like, when I was going to school at Lipscomb, I was working on my master's, and one of the things they taught us was about networking. Yes. Like, you're not going to get your job positions because of applications that you apply. You're going to get it because of somebody who knows somebody. Come on, absolutely. And I think that's that's another key, that yeah. the kingdom of heaven is colorful. Come on. There's all kinds of people Come there. On. Come on. And, and if you want to be a citizen— you're going to have to be willing to receive all kinds, oh, all of, kinds people. of people. Absolutely. And I think, like, having your circle be diverse and look like the kingdom of mm-hmm. heaven is one way to success, too. Yeah. If you don't have a white friend, you need to get one. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And if you, you don't know? have any black friends, you need to get some. You yourself. need to get some. <laughs> <Absolutely. laughs> you got to pull from everybody. Come you got to pull you from do. everybody's strengths. Like, you you know, do. And, I, and another thing that I would say has really helped me is I have said I took a Chick-fil-A um, approach I don't want to be your biggest customer, mm. but I want to be your favorite one. Mm. And I do that in everything. You know, I don't want to be your, I don't have to be your biggest guest. I want to be your favorite one. You well, know, you like, know you're on my biggest <laughs> and, and favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that, you know. And I think if we take that approach when we walk into rooms, yeah. that I, that I want to do the things yeah. that make you excited that I walked into the room. And not just that I'm taking something from you, but I'm also giving right. something back, go. right? Yes. Like you have to be willing to, to invest also in that same thing because I'm sure that Glory Glory Greens gave you something, but you probably also gave them something oh, yeah. as oh, yeah. well. Absolutely, absolutely. That was a, definitely a great experience. You know, I I never stopped. Um, you know, it's one thing that my parents always taught me. You know, especially my mother; she was a Black Panther, mm-hmm. and um, you deserve to be here. Mm-hmm. You deserve a seat at the table. Yeah, mm-hmm. the blood of your ancestors all over this land. Mm. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is your stolen land. Your divine right yeah. is to be who you want to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the fear is only in yourself. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, don't let the outside noise and things mm. and imagery that is negative, you know, get into your head to the point where you feel like you're less than king. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that always stuck with me, and I've always walked that way. Yeah. And young brothers that work for me, I teach them the same thing. Like, this... What are you doing here? What do you want from me? Yeah. You know, I need you to be my GM in two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So get it right. Yeah. Don't come to work late. Ooh. Yeah. Pull your pants up. Ooh. Yeah. You know what? You don't walk in this building thinking I'm going to just mm-hmm. going to be you in the back dancing because you're cooking it for me. No, you're yeah. going to get up here and learn. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. teach you because that's the only people I want. You yeah. know, I want mm-hmm. kings. I want yeah. young doers, yeah. young entrepreneurs. Yeah. That's the only way this business is going to rise. You know, so. I love that you said that your ancestors' blood, you know, the thing that I'm living for is to make my name great. Come on. Oh, oh, oh. And this is not even my name. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's the names of those who will be always nameless that came before me mm-hmm. who never had that opportunity for anyone to ever say their Absolutely. name. Mm-hmm. But because you'll say my name, mm-hmm. you say their name. Come on. And so uh, that's what I'm living for. We yeah. we got a chance as sisters to travel back 
um, when we buried our grandmother wow. last year, uh, the one who taught me all of this stuff, mm-hmm. who gave that investment into to me, we we went to her funeral. We traveled back to Terrio, Louisiana, which is our maiden name, mm-hmm. and we we followed the GPS into Terrio. We end up in the middle of a plantation at a stop sign where they're working a sugarcane field. Mm. And you just see nothing but miles mm. of sugarcane. Mm. And from what I read, Terrio was one of the largest plantations in Louisiana. Mm. And so standing there with my sisters and knowing that we came here for legacy building, mm-hmm. that we're what we're doing here is to, to make a name, our name great, and to forge a path for all the people who are coming behind us now. It was just amazing that we were standing in the middle of a sugar cane field. Wow. And we're in the business of sugar. Yeah. You know, and, and that we are doing great and amazing things that we've been, we've had all these accolades and all these votes and things like that. And to the point where, you know, it's like I walk into the room, it's like cake ladies here, you know, yeah. and it, that just, I know that that would make my grandmother's Absolutely. Proud. proud. And so right. now I'm thinking of expanding my brand to really pay homage to them, wow. you know, in a spe- very specific kind of way. When I hear you two, this is what I hear. And correct me if I'm wrong. If you're going to be successful, number one, acknowledge the thoughts, the God-given thoughts that he's given you mm-hmm. and be a good steward of those thoughts. Mm-hmm. When you get those thoughts, go get wisdom on how to bring those thoughts into fruition, into making something. Um, and don't be scared to go out there and to make it happen. Yes, mm-hmm. One of the things that, and I'm trying to say this correctly because I don't want to offend anybody when I say this, especially when it comes to our culture. Um... I was in a barbershop a while ago, and a question was posed in the barbershop. And y'all know in the barbershop and in the hair salon, all kind of questions. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Talks, right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And one of the guys said, all right, AO's in the building. I was like, yeah. He was like, so, everybody, if you had an opportunity to get $50,000 cash or a conversation with Bill Gates, which one are you taking? cash or a conversation with Bill Gates. Every African-American in the building said, I'm going to get the $50,000 so I can flip the $50,000. I was the only one who said a conversation with Bill Gates. Mm -hmm. And it goes back down to wisdom. Mm -hmm. I feel as if black people, we don't don't really want the wisdom. We want the money. Correct. Like, we don't want to, because I'm like, well, $50,000 $50,000 is one time. This wisdom can teach me how to make $50 million. But once you become <laughs> successful, you realize $50,000 is they not a lot of money. They want to shine. They want to shine. It's not a lot of money. Yeah, it's not a lot of money. Um, not in the really scheme that, Not in the scheme of what is yeah. really available. Correct. Exactly. What's yeah, yeah, available yeah, yeah. to us. Because to us, that is a lot of yeah, money. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to downplay 50 yeah. that can change yeah, somebody's yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't but want to downplay in that. in the scheme of what's available to you, 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 you're shorting yourself if that's if that's yeah. the goal. If that's your goal and that's the only thing you're looking at to change your life, mm-hmm. nah. They got people out here who are laying on that kind. You know what I mean? Like literally eating that kind of, like literally throwing away That's a vacation. You know, yes, yes, that kind That's of money. And it's just yes. like you have the you're a 
you are a son and a daughter of a king. Like, you yeah, get to yeah. have access to Absolutely. that, too. And when you said that, and I, and I cut you off, so mm-hmm. I, I'm yeah, be quick. Okay. But when you said that, I just thought about Solomon. Mm. God asked Solomon, mm. what do you want? And he said, I want wisdom. wisdom. and knowledge. Yeah, yeah. and so for, in exchange for that, God was impressed. That's it. And he said, I'm going to give to you. <laughs> He's, he, no one ever in. will be as wealthy. That's it. As Solomon. That's it. Because he asked for wisdom. And I asked that question because do you all feel as if education is lacking within the African-American community? I think education, so there's two things, right? Knowing your history is big on me. Yeah, Knowing yeah. your history, knowing where you came from, know what we've been through, know what we have already created and has been yeah. taken. Yeah. Then you have the education of what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Learn what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Don't jump into something that you have no clue about. You get eaten up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm big on research, research, yeah. research until you can't research no more. You want to mitigate, you know, as much as possible. Being an entrepreneur, you, you, you're going to lose. Yeah. You're going to lose something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to soften the loss. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Soften yeah, yeah. the loss. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but definitely do your homework. Do your homework. Do your homework. Is, is, is education lacking? So we were having this conversation on the way uh, over here today about um, a teacher mm-hmm. who um, has students who who don't have never even showed up in class. Is education lacking, or are we are we not taking the opportunities? You know, just see what I'm saying? Because I have a scholarship that I give away. Every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, I mean, I think you you talk about it in your book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, you can go to school mm-hmm, for free. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, again, we have a situation where this generation has mm-hmm. more access yeah. than any other than generation. Any other, you know, generation of color in, for all time before. Do we have a long way to go? Yes, we have a yes, long yeah. way to go. But have we come a long way? Yes. We've come a long way. Yes. And I just I just think it's it comes down to what are you willing to do? You know, i I love Jesus and rap music. You really do. And what <laughs> I like to say is that when you look at these rap stars like who have really made it, yeah. mm-hmm. nobody is saying that it was easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that, like you said, you know, it's it, do you want it to be easy? I don't know if there's a lack, but Work is required of us. Most definitely. You know, you need those bumps and bruises. Mm-hmm. You need them. You know, you need the scars. I'm going to say this in the most respectful way. And if we need to cut this out, we just need to cut it out. <laughs> but God made us black for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I believe that He knew we were going to endure certain things and He knew we can endure those things mm-hmm. with Him. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree that the education is there. Do we have to work a little bit harder to possibly get the education? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, because if we look at just in the city that we're in now, Williamson County compared to Davidson County mm-hmm. is night Total and day. Different mm-hmm. Absolutely. But Davidson County people can still get it. Correct. Mm-hmm. Now, will they have to ask more questions? Will they may have to do a little bit more digging? 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the main reasons why I left Williamson County and moved to Davidson County. Mm-hmm. So a young brother like myself can partner with you, and we're in Davidson County. We're helping out every time they come to Cupcake Collection. They're getting some t- some kind of education. Mm-hmm. Every time they come across me, they're getting some kind of education. Uh, since the day I moved in, someone has been asking me questions about how in the world did this young man buy that? Mm-hmm. And that's the opportunity for me to give them the education. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I feel as if, yes, uh, we've come a long ways. Yes, we have a long ways to go, but I'm excited because you're right. My father said something to me that shook me. It was on mm-hmm. the golf course. And I emailed you that same day. Mm-hmm. He said something that shook me. It goes back to what your mm-hmm. um, mom did. He said, son, I'm wealthy. I was like, you, you, you what? He was like, oh, I'm wealthy. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, the, the, the account, the money I have in my account today, if my mom had this in her account back then, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have to, we would not have had to do half of the things we had mm-hmm. to do. He was like, today, I, I'm wealthy. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at his account. I'm like, this ain't wealth. Mm-hmm. He was like, but to me, that's wealth. Mm-hmm. He was like, and so son, you go be wealthy today. Mm-hmm. Like you go do what you need to do today because you have more opportunities than what I mm-hmm. had That's it. growing up in the 60s and the 70s mm-hmm. with 18 siblings mm-hmm. all living in the same house, 600 square feet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so when I hear you all say that, I'm like, man, we have so much opportunity today. Absolutely. We can win. Yeah. The rising entrepreneur in the world today is a black woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if a black woman can do that, a black man can do that. Absolutely. And I'm just excited for when my kids, y'all grandchildren, mm-hmm. come of age. It's going to be even easier for them. And so... As we're closing, because, I mean, we can talk about this all day long. I really want to make sure we give someone practical. I want you to give one practical advice to those listening right now. Um, Give them anything about life, about entrepreneurship, about ownership. And take your time to think about it, because I really want y'all to bless them, you know. And I just wanted people to be exposed, like, you can do it. Be a good steward of your thoughts. Get the wisdom. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't be afraid, because failure are small successes in the making. Mm -hmm. Um, But what is that key thing that you all want to leave them with today? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For me, it's never too late to start. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You you start right where you are to get where you want to be. You know, there's a saying that says the journey of a thousand miles Mm -hmm. begins with one step. Mm -hmm. I always use the example of my business. When I started it, I was struggling to get, you know, a commercial size refrigerator. And I wanted, you know, a whole bunch of, you know, equipment and those kinds of things. But I didn't need those things today. Mm -hmm. I didn't need those things for where I was Today, Mm -hmm. what I needed today to open my store was a dorm-sized refrigerator and a KitchenAid mixer because it would hold temperature, keep my product, and pass inspection. Mm -hmm. And that's what I started with. Mm -hmm. Today, there are refrigerators upon refrigerators, and we could get inside of them and play (laughs) hide-and-seek. You know, we could could get inside of a mixing bowl and sit down and, you know, (laughs) pad it up. You could, like, take a rest. Yeah. 
And I think that that's what people need to know. You think you got to have everything in place. You don't have to Mm. have everything in place. You Mm. start right where you are. And you also be generous to someone else. Um, I am right now taking, you know, there was a song when I was growing up, Little Becomes Much, when you place it in the master's hands. Mm. Whatever little that I have, I'm sowing it and investing it into other, you know, others. I'm planting seeds, you know, and I think that I love this saying, too. I wasn't buried. I was planted. Come on. You know, and it's just like those things that are I've said this before happening to you were happening for you. There's a reason that you mm-hmm. were chosen to be the one to go on this path mm-hmm. and to be in this position because God knew what you would do with it. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, what are you going to do with it? That's and it. I believe that just like you want a return on your investment, mm-hmm. God wants a return on his investment. That's it. When he goes away and he says, what did I give you? Mm. You had this gift. You had this talent. Mm. What did you do with it? There's a story in the New Testament that talks about a shrewd manager that goes away for a time. He doesn't yes. say how long he's going away. Yes. He's going away for a time. And he gives money or talents mm-hmm. to three different servants. Mm-hmm. And to the three different servants, when he comes back, he said, what did you do with what I gave you? Right. And I believe it's just a metaphor yeah. for the return of Christ. Yes. What did you do with what I gave you? Yep. And what did you make out of it? Because he's looking for a return on his investment. Yeah. And if you give him a good return on his investment, then you will enter into the joy of his kingdom. Mm. And that's what I want people to know. Whatever you have, you start with that yeah. and you plant that and watch what seeds grow. Mm. That's that's what I want people to know. Yeah, that was deep. She already got me thinking. Oh, yeah, me too. Like, what yeah, am I doing okay. with my okay. gift right now? Yeah. Like, can I be better? How am I utilizing Yeah, can I, can, I, can I do it better? I mean, that, uh, you, you're just talking. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, I think that's one of my greatest fears in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Like, when I, when I meet Jesus, you know, I want to be like, I stewarded your gifts mm-hmm. the right way. I don't want to go to him with my head down like, hey, what's up, man? Yeah. You know, I, yeah, nah, man. The, the world, the, the system wasn't mm-hmm. made for me. Mm-hmm. And God, like the system, I supersede the system. Yes. That's it. I fearfully and wonderfully made you. Why in the world are you worried about the, why were you worried about the system? And it's like, and when I hear people say that, I'm like, what? Like, you must not have... Before we even talk about the system, let's talk about who made you first. Yes. You know, but I, I, this, this, we, we got to go. Your turn. <laughs> yeah. Your turn. Well, Your turn. For me, now, because I've, I've grown through business, right? Mm-hmm. I've gotten um, a full understanding. I'm a grown man now, mm-hmm. right? Um, so my what I'm going to say, it might be a little different what I would have said 20 years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now I would say, figure out a way to give back. Mm-hmm. Think of how that job is going to propel other individuals, mm. how many people are you going to bring with you mm. by utilizing your talent, right, your skills that yeah. you want to make money with, how many people can you grab with you? Yeah. Um, it's, for me, it's extremely important, right? It's extremely important to you being the only person with wealth and everybody is over there. Come on. You want everybody to come with you. Yes. So mm-hmm. figure out a way to bring everybody together, mm-hmm. bring everybody it. with you, um, and gamble on yourself. Yeah. I said it again, you have to bank on yourself. Be selfish, mm-hmm. right? Be selfish. Be that person that says, you know what? I, if you're broke tomorrow, 
If you make money tomorrow, you might be broke two weeks from now, but you're going to make money again. Yeah. Gamble on you. Mm-hmm. Gamble on you. Because you're the only person that you can change. You can only, you can, you're the only one that's going to turn around, mm-hmm. right? Not anybody else. You can't go to the bank if you're broke mm-hmm. and ask for money. Can't. Mm-hmm. Gamble yeah. on yourself. But can't. figure out a way to take people along with you. Put them in position of power. Give them a vision of strength. If you're the leader, find out who's going to be your second in command. Mm. Identify that person. Oh, I got my vision now. Let's do this. Mm. Let me get my bank together. Mm. Right? Let's do this. Mm. I got a plan. I'm bringing everybody together. So for me, you know, we, me and my wife's vision of our restaurants is open up a thousand. Mm. But we want to make sure those people and individuals that are our dishwashers like we do today become our GMs of mm. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't want you to be a waitress. Mm-hmm. I want you to understand in front of the house. Mm-hmm. I want you to go on to be a trainer mm-hmm. for the other 300 restaurants. Yeah. So, you know, we don't hire, like I tell people all the time, I don't want to hire an employee. Yeah. I want to hire a leader. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I can see that leadership in you, you're going to be with me for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's all about building an empire yeah. and bringing people along with you, right? Because nothing else matters after, you, after, the, after the casket closes. Yeah. You know, your name matters. Your legacy matters. And the people that you brought up will do the same thing you did. They'll mimic you. Yeah. They'll act like you. They'll bring people along with them. And that's what it's about. There's too many people with closed hands, not willing to shake your hand, willing to turn around when you ask them a question. Mm. But that leads to, again, impoverished minds, you know, not becoming a free thinker, yeah. you know, because you're always turned away. Yeah. Damn, how do I get that? Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me? Yeah. No, nah, not right now. Yeah. Uh, let me get it first. Yeah. But figure out a way to bring everybody together at once, right? Yeah. yeah. Figure out your team. It, 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 this is hard. It is. If it, if it, 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 when it, when it grows and you get a thousand restaurants, it's going to be a thousand restaurants hard. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that people have this idea that it's going to get easier. Oh, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think it gets harder in a different yeah. kind of way. Your challenges just change. But if it was easy, everybody, everybody would be doing, be doing it. it. And it's, it's built, if it's hard, you it. just got to do yeah. it hard. Like, I mean, everybody wants to sit in that seat and, and you know, have this cool intro like you have. Hey, oh, hey, oh, you know. And it's just but like, but that, but what what was happening before the intro? Absolutely. You know, and it's just like, and, and what happens on the, re- you said in the beginning, I did some research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. There, there's work. Yeah. There is work that yeah. is required of us. And, yeah. I, and you know, Dave always talks about um, Rabbi D- yep. Daniel Lappin, who, mm-hmm. who who wrote so many really great books. But um, the, one of the things that I've taken uh, from his writings is if Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. who were given the greatest accommodations mm-hmm. of all time, mm-hmm. the first thing that God told them when he when he gave them the Garden of Eden mm-hmm. was go work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they were required to work, mm-hmm. so we're required to work. Work is required of you. Absolutely. If you want anything, you have to work for it. Nothing is easy, and nothing is going to just be landed into your lap. And if it is, you still going to have to work to keep That's it. it. Absolutely. That's it. Twice yeah. as hard to keep it. Yeah. Twice as hard. Because you didn't put in what it took to get there, so you you working at a <laughs> deficit from the That's beginning. It. So. And here's That's the thing. It. We can work twice as hard to get it, but then we don't have to work that hard to lose it. Mm. You don't have to work at all to lose Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know, and so... so. 
Told man, we David could, that just as well. Oh man, we could we could we we could stay here and yeah. talk for another thirty minutes. Because um, there's so much more that I think needs to be said, needs to be done. Um, but you guys, I I really want you all to go check out uh, their story um, in the show description. Uh, you'll be amazed by both of their stories. Both of these on YouTube have over a half a million views. But I really want you to walk away knowing. No matter who you are, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, uh, you can be successful. You will be successful as long as you steward your gifts well that God has given you. Um, as long as you be like Solomon and ask for wisdom and knowledge. And here's the second part of that story. God loved that answer so much that God said, I'm going to give you the wisdom. I'm going to give you the knowledge, but I'm going to also give you the blue check mark on Instagram. I'm going to also give you a million dollars. You can go out, there, go out there and make more businesses. I'm going to make you uh, successful spiritually and also successful in a practical world. And so I I think if you just be a good steward um, over your gift, ask for the right uh, wisdom, get around the people who are more successful. And then a gold thing from this is from the very beginning, if you're in the beginning stages of I want to build something, make sure you have a generous heart. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're thinking up front, how can I help a lot of people when I get this wisdom, when I get this knowledge, how can I help other people? And I'll close with this. A lot of people look at me and like, oh, man, Anthony, it's it's easy for you to win because you work, you know, you work with Dave Ramsey, who's a rich white man. Yeah, absolutely right. I am grateful. But every door I walk in, the first question I ask myself is this, who else can I bring with me? Who else can I expose to this knowledge? Now, I know I can't bring them to certain rooms, but I'm, I'm gathering all the information. I'm taking notes. And as soon as I get in my car, I'm caught. Yo, bro, I just learned this. Write this down. We'll talk about this tomorrow, next week, whenever we get some time. Because I'm always thinking, how can I help? And I think that's important for the minority community and all communities, but specifically our community. Like, hey, how do we help each other win? So... We got to go. I mean, we don't have enough time. I know my producer's looking at his clock. We got to go. We got like 40-something minutes. But, um, yo, man, I love it, man. Well, man, y'all, mama, big shakes, thank you all. Yes, sir. Thank Thanks you so all. Much. Pleasure. Thank, thank you all for what you do. Thank you all for always coming. And um, to the tribe, thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. And it's your boy. I'll see y'all on the next show. Peace out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.